It is with great excitement that in 2021, we are blessed to have two new sponsors for the CT Startup Podcast. One of those sponsors is CT Next, an organization each one of our hosts, as well as many of our guests and listeners have had the opportunity and pleasure of interacting with. I'm going to let Glendalyn Thames, Deputy Commissioner of the DCD and Founding Executive Director of CT Next, explain what CT Next does for early stage businesses here in Connecticut. So what is CT Next? Our, our mission um, fundamentally is really to equip early stage companies and entrepreneurs with resources, guidance, um, networks to accelerate their, their growth um, and, and really creating an environment where our entrepreneurs can really start their business, grow their business and thrive in Connecticut and positioning Connecticut as the most desirable location in the country for an innovative company to build and grow and create jobs. And we do this, uh, you know, a few different ways, right? Um, one by, you know, really cultivating a network of public-private partnerships and really acting as a catalyst uh, that supports entrepreneurs from ideation and growth to exits. Um, but then also, you know, providing direct funding to companies as well. So we have many programs um, that are non-dilutive capital to help accelerate kind of the early stages of growth of a company. Um, and then, you know, we, we offer uh, other programming relative to, you know, again, building that, that, in, that community infrastructure across our state. So if you think about, you know, incubators, accelerators, co-working spaces where that, that dynamic knowledge sharing is happening and where kind of innovation actually starts and, and occurs. For more information, please visit www.ctnext.com. This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Welcome to CT Startup. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the CT Startup Podcast. This is another episode with one of the students in the startup studio here in Stanford uh, that's at a Tip Digital. And we're talking with Jameson Cote. How are you doing, Jameson? Hello, thank you. So, uh, so Jameson, uh, what is your, uh, uh, what's your major, what year are you in, and uh, why did you uh, kind of uh, apply for this program? Yes, thank you for asking. So I major in digital media and design at the University of Connecticut with the minor in entrepreneurship and tech innovation. And the reason why I joined the Stanford Startup Studio is because um, for two reasons. One is I am very passionate about entrepreneurship and startups and I wanted more experience in that space. And the second reason is because um, I switched kind of majors in the middle of my college career. Uh, I came into the University of Connecticut thinking that I wanted to become a marketer, a digital marketer. Um, and then I realized, you know, through internships and stuff that my passion was really around design and technology. And so I needed something that was going to make me stand out um, in to my to potential employee play employers in the future. And so uh, I knew that the Stanford Startup Studio was going to give me that experience and that edge up on my peers. Mm -hmm. 
So when you say uh, you like the design kind of stuff, like UX kind of like coding, or you're talking about graphic design, like what are you, what are you thinking? Or you... Yeah, so in terms of design, I'm more focused on user experience, user interface design. However, I do like all forms of design, such as graphic design, interior design, uh, any form of creativity and technology and um you know, creating anything, uh, creating something out of nothing, really. So what is this experience kind of, how has this been different than your normal kind of academic career? Like, are you the type where you like love being in the classroom? You love being kind of just a traditional lecturer? Or are you the type that needs to be outside the classroom and like doing stuff? Yeah, I'm very much a hands-on learner. You know, I learn by doing and then having that kind of repetition trains my motor skills so you know I can do it without thinking you know later on and so you know when you're in a classroom you're reading out of a book you're listening to a professor and it's really not hands-on at all and I I don't really thrive in that environment I thrive in an environment where I could you know put my skills to the test and see okay this is the limit of my skill what can I learn to uh, grow my skill and you know become a better uh, user experience designer or better entrepreneur or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I, um, when coming into this program, were there certain skill sets that you're looking to develop or looking to kind of like double down on? Yes. So coming into this program, you know, I was very, I, I feel like I'm very aware of my weaknesses and I realized that, you know, I want to become an entrepreneur and, you know, I have all these ideas. However, I have a really hard time executing on those ideas and turning them into something. So that's one reason why I came into the Stanford Startup Studio is to learn how how do I take my ideas and make them into something tangible. Um, so the skills I've learned since I've been here is like product management, how to you know uh, take a product from an idea to a physical um, you know tangible uh, item or app or whatever it is. And that's really uh, been really uh, wonderful to learn. I've also learned uh, project management skills. I've also learned like Agile, uh, Scrum Master. Um, and then I've, of course, I've enhanced my UX, UI skills. Um, and one of the reasons why I've been so successful is because I get to work with you know, other people, um, either my co-op students uh, or co-op coworkers or consultants and they really helped me to develop my skills mm -hmm. so it's interesting to, I, I like to hear that you're self-aware enough to understand your weaknesses right mm -hmm. and and kind of want to want to uh, strengthen those weaknesses so like what was it about kind of what made you realize that like you needed help on the execution side of like the idea like I mean were there other projects that you kind of had in your mind and then you just never were able to start them or didn't know how to start them like what was holding you up from like the execution side of your ideas Yes, I think what was holding me up really was just my lack of knowledge or my lack of skill set in those fields such as product management and coding. I was very much, you know, a designer, but you can only get so far with design and you really need to be able to, you know, take whatever you have, um, either 2D um, or 3D design and then be able to actually have it function for a user. And that was something I did not really know how to do. And so through this uh, co-op experience, you know, I'm able to learn how to do to do that, how to take a design and turn it into an app. And so, like, I have access now to, like, Code Academy. So I can teach myself how to 
how to code and uh, you know program an app and make it functional and you know I have all these other um, ideas now that I know what I can do to turn those into from an idea into an actual product or service that can help a lot of people. Nice. So what is the project that you're working on right now? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm working on an app. Uh, it's called Weekender. Um, the app is uh, aimed towards young professionals who want to uh, want access to new experiences and plan uh, group experiences better um, for like weekend trips. And it's not just myself, it's I'm actually working with two other individuals who are uh, designers and uh, front end developers. So they're very uh, crucial to this project. Um, without them, uh, you know, this project wouldn't be as successful as it, you know, it's coming out to be. Um, and the project didn't start where we are now. It was ended, uh, ended up uh, that when we first started this project, we had a totally, totally different idea of what it was going to be than what it, what it has turned out to be. Um, so when we came into the Stanford Startup Studio, we're kind of presented with this problem statement. And the problem statement was really focused on Stanford and how can we make it more, uh, how can we make the resources of, of Stanford more accessible or um, help young professionals find things to do in Stanford. And so we went out, talked to business owners, talked to young professionals, uh, did interviews, did surveys. And from that data, we realized that, that the problem statement that we initially had wasn't as uh, valid as we thought it would. So we really had to go back to the drawing board and create a new problem statement. And this time, we really focused on um, a wider uh, problem statement that focused on uh, experiences in, in general and not just in Stanford. And we, and through uh, more research and more surveys, uh, we realized that young individuals had a problem with planning group experiences for weekends, either due to scheduling conflicts or not enough unique things to do. And so this app is meant to solve that problem. We brainstormed and we figured that an app would be the best solution. And so right now we're actually creating a web application for um, to solve that problem of weekend group experiences. And um, the reason why we're doing a web application is because it is faster and cheaper to, to create than a uh, mobile app. Yeah, because you can get it up and running and actually users using it much quicker, much faster than a mobile. And if it does yeah. scale, you can transfer it over to mobile at some point. Exactly. And the goal of the Stanford Startup Studio um, is not just to have uh, a profitable uh, app or product or service working. It's about, you know, can we get to a minimum viable product that we can get in front of the hands of users and have have them uh, validate the, the problem. And so the goal is really from an idea to a product market fit and, and a minimum viable product. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't know if they've, they've kind of gotten to this kind of stage yet, but like when you have the MVP, that's great to validate the concept, validate feature sets and, and so forth on the product. But then there's like the minimal saleable product, right? The MSP, the one yes. that like you can actually start selling, bring in customers, bring in revenue and not feel like it's going to break all the time. Or, you know, there's enough core feature sets that uh, people will continue to use it, at, get value out of it, and so forth. Exactly. And that's why my product management uh, skills 
have become so valuable because we're able to create, you know, backlogs of features that we can implement later on um, and then just focus now on what those core features are and be able to create like timelines and uh, user journey maps and um, customer personas to be able to really uh, know who our end user is, who we're solving the problem for, and then what features do they need to be able to, you know, help solve their pain points, really. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting that you, you brought up your, your original problem statement, right? And how yeah. you basically invalidated that, that problem statement. Yes. And what's interesting is that, and I, I presume that they're teaching you this here, is that it's okay to invalidate a, uh, a problem statement, right? Like that's the point. You're, you're trying to either validate or invalidate it and then move on, right? So what was it about the initial problem statement that, or what was the data that was coming in that you were like, mm, this is like, we have to expand our scope. Do you just keep on hearing that? Like, I'm not trying to stay in Stanford or I'm trying to like, I don't, I can't, can um, connect with or um, find a, a time with my uh, uh, friends. Like, what was it? What was the data telling you that you really had to invalidate that, uh, that initial problem statement? Yeah, so our initial problem statement again was that young professionals in Stanford have a hard time uh, finding unique things to do and finding uh, resources on what to do in Stanford. And through our research and our, and our uh, interviews and surveys, we realized that young professionals did have access to information or they were comfortable with the, with the status quo. And so we figured, you know, why work on a problem that's not really there? And so, you know, working with our consultants, we also kind of uh, were asking ourselves the questions, you know, how severe is this problem? And if it wasn't severe enough to work on where it would provide a lot of value um, to the user, then it wasn't, you know, it wasn't worth working uh, further on that problem. So we had to come up with a new problem statement. And I believe that our new problem statement encompasses a wider pain point that can uh, be, be used or can be understood by people, not just in Stanford, but really, you know, anywhere. Mm -hmm. So what would you kind of tell other students about this? Like how, what would your, your pitch to other students to, to join a program like this? My pitch to other students would be that if you th if you think that um, you know you can just go out into the workforce you know with a degree and you think a degree is just enough, then you're probably wrong. Um, it takes experience to for to get you know a great job once you graduate and. The Stanford Startup Studio is not just any experience. It's not like a regular internship. It, you really have the, the control of what you do in the experience. So whether it's uh, design, whether it's research, whether it's you know data, whatever you want to learn, you can pretty much learn it here. Um, you know you have really control of of your your learning here. And you also have access to consultants. You have access to other students. You have access to networking. Um, and you know all of that encompassed together is very valuable to anyone that joins Stanford Startup Studio. Nice, nice. So I know that uh, part of this, so one, um, 
this is the, definitely a type of program that I wish I had at my university, right? I went to CCSU uh, in, um, in New Britain, and while I did have a senior thesis, it was still part of a class, right? We still had the indoor, you know, uh, in, uh, indoor class, uh, you know, in-person class and everything like that. It wasn't kind of structured more as like a job, right? Like this is a legit, like a job, right? That's kind of how it's structured. And so, um, so I guess like in thinking about like, what is this program missing or what can this program do? Because, uh, you know, one of the cool things about this is that, you know, Tara uh, Watchers, who we had on uh, prior uh, to this uh, and talked about kind of like why the, the Worth Institute is doing this and, and what they're hoping that you as students come out of it um, get is that like they're always looking to improve and they're looking to see like how it can kind of help a student in a different way. So like what what would you change about the startup studio or this experience or add to it, um, you know, kind of for future iterations? I think the Stanford Startup Studio has done a great job so far. Um, the, some things I would, you know, add or change is that, you know, maybe a little bit more structure just because this is the this is like the first uh, semester of the co-op, so everyone's, it's basically like a trial by fire. This is the MVP. This is, yeah, <laughs> this is the MVP, and I think this is, you know, a great experience, and it should continue. Um, however, I feel like we've been a little slow sometimes, um, just because, you know, whether it's maybe, you know, lack of sleep, lack of motivation, or just lack of uh, knowledge on what, what to do next. Um, so... Um, I know I've talked to Tara, um, our supervisor, about, you know, what's going to happen next semester. And the reason why I'm staying next semester is because, you know, she told me that, you know, next semester I'm going to be actually like a product manager and um, also manage other other students and have uh, control over a little more control over, you know, the the, the, the timeline of the product. Um, and so I really like that because I really like, you know, getting things done. And by the end of the semester or the co-op experience, I really want to have something that I can really show to potential employers or, and be like, you know, this is something we actually made. We got it in front of users. People are using it. Here's the, you know, here's the data that, that I can present on how this benefit benefited um, other people. And so I would say, so is the structure kind of piece of it something that is, you like about kind of the traditional academic like classroom setting? Is that something that you thrive in? Because I know everybody learns differently, right? I know you're kind of experiential learning, but like the structure of a class, is, the, is that something that um, it like, is that something that you, you, you look for in kind of your learning kind of environments or? Um, I mean, I'm just a very organized person. I feel like mm -hmm. I like, I like pre-planning I like being proactive and knowing like what is the end goal and um, you know that's the good thing about a classroom is you know you you go in you get us assignment and all you have to do is do the assignment in a startup space you're kind of really left on your own to figure out what to do next and so if you don't know what to do next then it can be challenging sometimes um, so maybe a little bit more structure in terms of having someone who knows what the next step is and um, kind of give more of a timeline of like, hey, we got two weeks, you know, we need to have this done by that deadline instead of, uh, you know, if we don't get it done, we'll just drag it on. You know, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, I, I'm not perfect no, by no means. So like, I, you know, I haven't 
uh, you know, I, I may have been part of the problem as well. Um, but I do think that um, that is one of the little issues that we have here. And, yeah. But I think next semester and going further, you know, it's going to improve. Yeah, and, and uh, the only reason I, like, ask this question, it's not to, like, you know, um, kind of uh, poke at the program or anything, but it's one of those things where learning is, is very individualized, right? Yeah. Everybody learns differently. They're, they're motivated by different things. Um, they're, cur- the, they're, they're curious in different ways, and, and their curiosity is peaked in different ways, right? Um, mm-hmm. I know for me, I'm the type where t- what's the end goal, and I'll, like, I learn more by figuring my way to that end goal versus here are the five steps to that end goal, right? Yeah. Um, I can follow it, but I get like, I, I, for some reason I get distracted by those, those kind of steps sometimes. Right. Um, but I, it's kind of funny is that as I get older in my, uh, entrepreneurial career, I sh- cr- uh, crave structure a little bit more. Right. Or I kind of want to bring other people around me that want to, they're like you that really need to have that to thrive and to make their curiosity really peak and everything. Um, so it, it's more just about the, the way I view this type of a, a startup studio in this program is that it, it, it's how do you create an environment that works as well as possible for as many students and like allows them to understand and, and find their entrepreneurial learning kind of formula, you know? So that, that, that's kind of the, the reason why, because uh, again, Jake and Sabrina are a little bit different too. They learn differently. They get, they're getting something differently out of the, the out of the program. So, um, so great. So, uh, so I guess, um, uh, what's the end goal of your, your, uh, your app? You're looking to have it done by the end of the semester and, and kind of out to the wild or what? Um, so currently we're doing a mix of user testing and trying to figure out new features or better improve our features. Uh, we feel like maybe we could add something more to engage the users, whether it's like adding gamification to the app or, or something like that. Um, but the ideal end goal of this semester would be to have an MVP, uh, maybe not get it in front of uh, users quite yet, um, just because we just don't have that uh, that kind of time. However, you know, I'm going to be continuing this co-op into the next semester, and then hopefully by that point we'll have it in front of users and get actually some some data that proves that this app is you know, can be used anywhere and is valuable to you know a lot of people. Cool. So, are you, uh, uh, question because we can we can plug it here. Are you looking for uh, potentially uh, more people to do customer discovery or talk to that would be interested in this type of an app? Yes, I mean that would be great. I mean, the more people that could test it and use it, the more data we have, and you know, it's like data is like half the half the battle. Yeah. And you know, if we can get the data that shows that this app is working or not, you know, it'll it'll help guide us to the next step. Perfect. So where could they reach you uh, if they wanted to uh, be a part of that? Yes. So you can go to my LinkedIn. My name is Jameson Cote, uh, last name C-O-T-E. You can also uh, go to the Stanford Startup Studio on LinkedIn or go to our website under the Stanford Data Science Initiative. Um, You can find us there uh, and learn more about the program. Um, But please do, if you want to reach out to me, please do. I'm very open to uh, helping other people, um, and so I can, I'll can i do whatever I can. All right, awesome. Well, Jameson, thank you very much, and uh, good luck with uh, your project. Yes, thank you so much. When starting a podcast, one step in the journey is landing a sponsorship. And in 2021, CT Startup is thankful to have two sponsors. One of those sponsors is Connecticut Innovations, or some people know it, CI. 
an organization that has been a key player in turning Connecticut into a hub for innovation. In 2020, Bloomberg ranked Connecticut as the fourth most innovative economy in the country. And CI is one of those organizations here in Connecticut that can take credit for that ranking. CI is Connecticut's strategic venture capital arm and is the leading source of financing and ongoing support for innovative growing companies. By offering equity investments, strategic guidance, and introductions to valuable partners, they are enabling promising businesses to thrive. For more information on how Connecticut Innovations can work with your company, please visit their website, www.ctinnovations.com. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. See you next week.